Today, a fifth of the Church of England's 12,500 parishes are estimated to be estates parishes, meaning that they include at least 500 social housing homes. However, half of these estates currently have no Church of England worship centre within them. Over the last two years to try and address this, the Church of England's Estates Theology Project has been pairing up local ministers, vicars and priests with academic theologians. The aim is to help churches and their neighbours to reflect on what gifts God has given them to share together. Welcome to Finding the Treasure, good news from the estates. I'm Liza Ward, I'm 40 years old, and back in the 90s, I grew up on an estate in the south side of Manchester, the Hume Estate. It was then linked with a pretty out-of-control drug scene with rival gangs, armed back then with guns, guarding their own patch. A few miles south of where I grew up is Withenshaw, At Withenshaw, the layout has been planned so that you can see the garden and trees and sunlight. No more than 15 houses to an acre of ground. Withenshaw began life in the 1920s. Intended as a garden city, a visionary combination of urban and rural ways of living. There are special flats for spinsters if they want to live on their own, and special dwellings for the old people if they want. Today, Withenshaw is Manchester's most densely populated area. 100,000 people live there. It's a mix of pre-war terraces and some pretty grotty-looking modern developments. The factories are in specially planned areas nearby, but set apart from the houses. There are schools in the open air, classrooms with big windows, plenty of space for playing fields. When I was in Longsight on my final Sunday, I remember saying to the congregation, I'm leaving, of course, and I'm going to be rector of Withenshaw. And people after the service came up to me and said, you poor thing, going to Withenshaw. When I arrived in Withenshaw, I explained to the new congregations that I'd come from Longsight, and they all said, you poor thing, having come from Longsight. And it just shows that the understanding that people have away from a community is often completely outdated, usually very out of date, and is also very difficult to shake off and untrue. For seven years, the Reverend Stephen Edwards was the team rector in Withenshaw, responsible for five churches. He was famed for his ability to convey the meaning of the scriptures to his parishioners and also for his prowess at table tennis. This part of Manchester was somewhere he felt a spiritual pull towards and this was despite the wording of the job application. Britain's largest council estate seeks team rector for dysfunctional team, um, the largest place with most difficult situations and um, issues facing the population there. Not an easy task, basically, and not the greatest place to live. I mean, that's a paraphrase, but that's how it was. For me, it was just completely different from a lot of the um, parishes that I'd served in before. And um, the thing I liked about it most was that there were some of the problems that were mentioned in the advert there so there was a slight dysfunction across the team and that wasn't about individual people it was just simply that there'd been no leader or no one to coordinate things for about three years and there were 
people who are working hard but without a shared vision or a shared purpose just to keep the show on the road and I have to be honest about this I don't think that it had the attention from those who might have been able to support it and make a difference to that so they were left on the edge of the diocese I mean it's the most southerly point in the diocese surrounded by very affluent areas um, which are all in Chester diocese and just forgotten about in lots of different ways which was also of course how the people of Withenshaw felt that others saw them as being forgotten about as well. One of the things about Withenshaw is that if it was geographically anywhere else, in other words not seven miles from Manchester city centre and part of the Manchester city council area, it would be a town it, when it wouldn't it would be quite a significant town in its own right but identity is a very difficult thing to define. In many ways it's just street after street house after house. So we're in the middle of the Civic Centre in Withenshaw. We've arrived on a relatively wet day but the rain's holding off. When I was growing up in nearby Hume, I used to visit friends in Withenshaw, sometimes shop in the local B&M. Anyone who's grown up on an estate understands what that means. Good, earnest folk and a sense of shielding, a need of familiarity of those around you sharing struggles to get by, sometimes turning a blind eye even to criminalities and realising that the way out for those who want it is never going to be easy. My pride and joy, which is my granddaughter, was born in Withenshaw Hospital and uh, yeah, that was the beginning of her life in Withenshaw, whoever would have thought it. It's only in the last 10 years that the church has become a big part of my life and helped me to focus. I'm intrigued to find out what role the church is playing in the lives of the people of Withenshaw today. So we're heading across to William Temple, C of E Parish Church now, to meet with Nicholas Campbell and a few others over, uh, over lunch. Hello, hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. have got the kettle on, so it's good time. Oh, lovely. Would you like to drink? Oh, um, cup of tea, if you love it. Two teas, yeah. right? I'll get those. This is my friend Paul. Proper hot cups of tea, biscuits, chocolate biscuits. A warm but welcoming table, and people are happy to open up. In my opinion, and I'm going to be honest, that there's not enough things around here for young people. All the youth clubs are shutting down, or they're, they're, they're more interested in business and conferences and all that. First to tell me about life in Withenshaw was a young man in his 20s called Stephen. I was born in Withenshaw, um, I just lived down the road in Woodhouse Park, so I attended William Temple. So basically, um, I ended up in a wheelchair when I was about two years old with a virus. Um, I had my, it attacked part of my brain. So part of my brain is not dead, but it doesn't work properly. Um, I've grown up with a non-Christian family. I wasn't attending church, didn't believe in God, uh, didn't really know about God and, and all that. Paul also grew up round here. It was strange, my mum and dad never went to church, but they made sure we went to Sunday school. When I moved out, you know, you've always gone to church wherever you were. I got married 
and then I got divorced after 12 years but I'd still gone to church so I moved um, away again and then I met my present wife we've been married 29 years and we moved away and was Milton Keynes and places and we still always attended church eventually we moved back to Manchester and we got married in um, at Davenport Methodist Church and we we felt yeah because we got married there it was special so we went to to Davenport every Sunday and Julie used to do the Sunday school and you got to the point where I felt I was going to church for other people and not myself. That's a considerable degree of vulnerability but we do need to remember that we as Christians find our life by losing it in the service of the gospel and in the service of others. Jamie Hawkey is canon theologian at Westminster Abbey. He was paired up with Reverend Stephen Edwards to help focus the work in Withenshaw. The presence of the church in the public square is not something which should ever be squandered. And that it really does rely on people having a certain degree of confidence. Not necessarily overly confidence in themselves, although uh, we do need to have a bit of that, but rather a confidence in the energy of the gospel itself. The cross is right at the heart of creation. So getting to the heart of creation, right to the heart of reality in a local context, is a pretty fundamental Christian vocation. So I was reminded that the church needs to have a certain kind of confidence in herself in the public square. Now, you can have all the strategies, all the straplines, all the technology in the world, but without face-to-face engagement, the church is really not living her life. I got bullied um, at college really badly. And then someone said, why don't you attend church and see how you feel about going and making new friends. When we moved to where we are now, and uh, a neighbour was coming here. So uh, I said, oh, I'll come with you, I'm not doing anything. And the minute you walked in the door, Everyone was just so friendly and really nice. I just feel like at home here, and because people listen to you, so I feel like I'm part of the family here. Me and my wife tried to start a family. She was told she couldn't have children. So of course then there was church and extra prayers and why, and, and eventually we had four goals at the IVF and they all failed. And we were host family for the Chernobyl children. A friend of ours was one of the leaders in Chester's. Would we have a, a Chernobyl child for a month? So we took on a young girl of 11. Um, and during that month, I came out one night and Julie showed me a pregnancy, pregnancy kit and she was pregnant. And I got baptised there, um, you know, when I was there. And then all of a sudden I was in a school uh, speaking to 335 students about my life, about bullying and about standing up to people who are being bullied. And she cried, yeah, she was she was pregnant. And when my son was born, he was born on the day of the Chernobyl disaster, the 26th of April, 2002. So I honestly believe you reap what you sow, definitely. Jesus gave all of us a gift. We can choose two things in life. We can sit back, pray and pray and do nothing, or we can use that gift to go out and do something. 
and change people's lives. That's what I want to do in church, is to inspire people if they're going through uh, tough um, situations. My faith has never left me, but, but yeah, just keep trusting, keep faith, and yeah. And now we've got three children. Jamie Hawkey. Revealing the work of the kingdom of God is not like building another superstructure or establishing yet another institution. It's about uncovering what the Holy Spirit is doing in hearts and lives and communities, becoming conscious of that and inspiring people to say, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to be involved with. That can change my life. That can change everything I do. It will prompt me to get up differently in the morning. It will prompt me to live differently. It will prompt me to acts of forgiveness that I didn't think were ever possible. That's the gospel. Nick Campbell is a lay reader in Withenshaw. And although he was born abroad in Oldham, he too felt drawn to the area. I saw what the ministry team were doing in Withenshaw, particularly in terms of the deanery's work in inclusivity. I also felt a draw to the community. I visited this church a few times and I felt an overpowering sense of love in the environment, in the town, in the streets, in the people. And I knew that that was where the Lord was calling me to go. And I'm so glad I listened. <laughs> there are so many gaps now in society which people have fallen into, you know, because the system is broken and the church has to and that's one of our raison debtors to be there for people to step into those gaps and to provide that safety net for people whether it be with food or emotional support or just somebody to listen to and I think increasingly the church's reason for existing is becoming more and more based around that premise Reaching out to people on the edges of society and helping those in need is what the church here in Withenshaw is all about. Whether that's coffee mornings for new mums, the vital work of the food bank, or clubs for children. Be Church is quite a new initiative. It's only been going two months now. Initially, we had Messy Church, but we wanted to try something different and something new, and we wanted to put more of a focus on worship. So we had a brainstorming session about what we might call it. Came up with lots of crazy ideas. And because of the significance now of the B, it's become the symbol of Manchester in so many ways since the uh, tragedies at the Manchester Arena that... We wanted that to symbolise our hope and our dreams and we decided to call it Bee Church. So once a month we ask people to come along for worship, for craft, we have food and we just welcome children to come along with their carers and to share fellowship with us. Before we start making things at our crab table and have some lovely lunch which Gemma's making at the back, I'd like to thank you all for coming this morning. And I think you should all give yourselves a round of applause. My name's Catherine and I am 15, 16, very soon. I do a lot with church and I think I find it a better place because the church that's were in where I used to live were all quite not accepting of people for who they were. But in this church I've been to Pride and been on the float with them. I've quite a few of my friends have came here because they didn't know how to come out and the church has helped them quite an accepting place for anything it's not like you have to be this this and this it's quite a lot better inclusivity was something that reverend stephen edwards was very keen on 
In fact, the philosophy of having an open church was something that started from his first day on the job. When I moved in, I remember the very first Sunday, actually, I was actually going to worship in a different church because of part of the team. And I got in my car and realised I couldn't get out because someone had padlocked my gates together um, as, you know, just a welcome to Withenshaw prank. I'm not sure whether that was something that was done because I was new or what, but that was a bit frustrating. And I remember standing there for ages thinking, oh, what do I do? Do I have to go to the fire station and ask them to cut me out? And then realised actually I could just disconnect the hinges and just chuck them into the hedge. I never put the gates back because actually I didn't want to be behind gates either. So I got rid of the gates. And there were small things like the bin went on fire and, you know, I put Christmas lights up and someone cut them through. But I think those were just teething things, a way of testing, a way of just, and actually probably a way of bizarre way of just saying you know we've realized that you've moved in Um, and there were other frustrations of course there are but there are frustrations wherever you live but it did feel that my house was right in the center of things Um, and that was wonderful because I didn't feel hidden I felt as if that this was part of the church and we were symbolically right at the center of that particular um, part of of the Withenshaw parishes. Here we have you've opened up the gates and you decide to take the church right out to the people and you you basically launch a project that takes you into into the civic centre of Withenshaw. What exactly happened and how was it received? We had a number of quiet days and reflective afternoons in our church across a couple of years, um, an opportunity for people to come and think um, spiritually to meditate to, re- to reflect and they often involved very creative um, activities and one of which was to to create a small weave and these were, were very very tiny sort of um, postcard size weaves which many of us did and and we had a lot of laughter in doing them because of course some people's skills are higher than others and mine was particularly bad because I can't weave very well but what I did on that day was taken away by someone whose idea it was to create these weaves. And when she brought it back after neatening up the edges, I was just overwhelmed by how beautiful this very simple piece of craft was. And I thought, well, if I can do this, then other people can do it as well. And why don't we create something which is a bit bigger than this postcard-sized pilot version of the weave, really? Why don't we do something which involved lots of people weaving together? Because If I can feel so proud over this small thing, I'm sure that as a community of people, we can feel really proud over something we create together. So we talked about it in lots of different ways. And we thought, well, let's ask people to weave in their own stories as they're weaving. Um, It was going to be um, not just church people, but we thought this is everyone who has some kind of connection to this place and this space. However they define that, whether they defined it as the Christian place and space of the church or the community place and space of Withenshaw. Over the road from William Temple Church is the concourse of the Withenshaw Forum, a community space that brings together a library, sports hall, gym, swimming pool, a job centre, nursery and a shopping area. It really is the centre of community in more ways than one. This is where they took the project out of the church and encouraged people from Withenshaw to join in the weave. Oh, and if you're wondering what a weave is, other than hair extensions, if you're into that, it's a collection of crisscrossing pieces of wool stitched together to produce a single piece of fabric. 
We were very honest about who we were from the church and we asked three questions about that as well as, as they wove. Uh, one was, what makes you feel good about this place? When you wake up in the morning, what makes you feel alive and what do you really love about Withenshaw? And then as they were weaving, we also said to them, what are the things that make you frustrated? The thing that when you wake up, saddens the thoughts about what lies ahead this day what's the thing that really grates what's the thing that gives you grief and as they were finishing their weave we would say to them so what can the church be for you helping out on the day was Yulin. although she lives in neighboring moss side and was brought up in saint kitts in the caribbean she worships at william temple church having been introduced to the church by her mom I was actually helping people to do the weaving. I know that you were asking the questions. But it was interesting to hear people say what they did like and what they didn't like. Personally speaking, I was brought up in Moss Side. And down there, there were lots of communities. There's something different from living in a community than living, I think, in an estate. I don't know whether we've kind of, estates have kind of captured that community feel. And I think maybe that's just my impression. Maybe that's what makes it a little bit more challenging to get people to, to come in. What I find fascinating with that is that because we had the weave, it did actually attract people and say to people, what are you doing? Weave all of your hopes and your dreams because this is our story. This is what we've done. This is us. All of your hopes and all of your dreams are all interwoven in here because we are one people. We all look after each other. And I think that's what we're hoping to do as a church, really, is to sort of like pull people together and not concentrating on, on the differences. And it was just such a wonderful day because I was a bit worried that we would stand there and that not that nobody would talk to us because people will always talk that's the nature of the place but that people would be either reluctant to weave because some people don't want to have a go at physically doing something or would be reluctant to answer the questions or a combination of both but we needn't have worried because in you know after just half an hour we'd we'd done I, I lost count of how many woven lines we'd done um, but it built up and up and up and then word got round so people said oh I've not had a chance to weave into this yet so where will it be then and it was almost like a roadshow tour this weave going round until eventually it got to the point where we couldn't actually cram any more threads onto the frame that we'd been given um, so it had to be finished but it's an incredible weave and even now people look at it and they remember or they think they remember which is their thread that they can identify because it's very much that their story is woven into this beautiful piece of artwork. We got to meet people who we don't normally meet, you see. I mean, yeah, we do get people passing by the church and we have conversations with them and that's brilliant. But going in right in the centre of Civic, right in the centre of the building, it's a through fair. You've got people coming in all directions. We're in the middle. And people are inquisitive, aren't they? They're like, oh, what yeah, are you doing? What, doing? What's yeah. going on? We don't want to miss out on anything. So when they saw what we were doing, they were keen to be involved. And we wouldn't have had that opportunity if we'd done it in the church. Yeah. So we took the church to them. Yeah. Some people mentioned like the fact that the church can step in where young people are being failed or old people are being failed or those in need are being failed. Because we are direction as well. We direct people to the groups that need, that perhaps might help them. Uh, better than we could for example debt management uh, and people who need to speak to doctors or medical uh, professionals we can signpost people and direct them to those individuals 
But I think when we answer that question, what can the church be for you here? I think we need to be with a servant of the people here in the church. We are the servants of everyone here and we want to give them the opportunity to share in Christ's love and grace within the kingdom of our Lord by being a part of this church and being part of that outreach. Because as Stephen will tell you and Paul will tell you, it can change people's lives. It gives them a sense of doing something of value and of of worth. And we're all disciples at the end of the day. And bringing people to the knowledge of Christ's love is what we're here for. And we can do that one disciple at a time here in Withenshaw. Um, There's a weave on the back wall. So that represents all of the hopes and the dreams of our community in Withenshaw. It was a nice idea so people can actually identify which bits that they put in. It's lovely, isn't it? And then we just tidied it up in the back. If you look at the weave now, you'll see that right sort of amongst all the greens and browns and yellows and whites and creams of the threads, there are five single red threads. And people in Withenshaw were very insistent that the clergy of the team wove those final five red threads through the weave, and they stand for each of the five wounds of Christ. Now, there's a terrific history of five wounds piety in England going right the way back to the 15th century. But I think it is very important that right at the heart of that weave, which represents such a diverse series of people's hopes, fears, longings, frustrations, prayers, regrets, right at the heart of them are these five insistent single red strands, reminding us that the passion of Christ, his death and resurrection, is right at the heart of the gospel we proclaim. St Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. That's the stuff of which a new creation is made. Looking at the weave, it is obvious that harmony exists within Withenshaw community. Every one of the weavers really cared and carefully selected the colour that came next in a wave of natural marine-hued colours. Even though there was no coordination or real order in the basket of wool. The church brought the sense of community, mutual respect and consideration into physical form. There are plans to relocate the weave to other local public spaces as a reminder of the togetherness the church brought about. A reminder of just how the people have interwoven a part of who they are to the church in Withenshaw. Almost like the act of prayer. In fact, it was prayer in a manner of speaking. A sharing of thoughts, feelings, burdens and hopes too. The treasure was a different kind of treasure, I think. So it was equally valuable and perhaps in many ways more valuable, but it was not what I was used to looking for. And I think one of the big things for me to learn was that um, I needed to think differently about what I was treasuring because I was in a community that treasured different things from where I'd been before. There is something particularly humbling about seeing people who do not have a huge amount of wealth in material terms being willing to give over and over again 
more and more for their fellow human beings. I've seen acts of hugely humbling self-sacrifice, kindness, patience, commitment. And it reminds us, I think, as Christians, that what we have to give to one another is simply not dependent on what we own, on our wealth, on our status. It's how we deploy the gifts of the heart. And I've seen a lot of that in Withenshaw. It's just about put the norm, that centering spot, that centering point where the church is thinking from, in a different place from where it is at the moment, which is not really related to many people's lives, you know, the millions of people living on estates or in lower income communities where life is wonderful but it just needs the church to open its eyes and see that wonder. In the Mission Action Plan, it used to be belonging before believing, and that's what we try and promote. Come to church, just come for the welcome. You know, if you have faith, you're welcome. If you don't have faith, you're welcome. If you're on a journey, you're welcome. Our new statement of belief is uh, welcome, worship Worship and and wonder. wonder. Because we want to welcome people first of all. Yeah. We want them to participate in the worship and then begin to wonder about the majesty of Christ and faith. And that's the way we see it here. You know, you're welcome, join us in worship and share the worship and wonder with us here at William Temple. Finding the Treasure, Good News from the Estates, has been presented by me, Liza Ward, And it's a whistle-down production on behalf of the Church of England's Evangelism Task Group.